All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. The season's turned around. Forget all the talk about not making the playoffs. Forget about it. Let's talk about being Stanley Cup contenders again as the Oilers erased any doubt we had in them over the course of... Let me uh, take a swig of my Kool-Aid here. Over the course of 15, 20 minutes, the Oilers turned around their season, right? Right? There's a lot to get to, so uh, let's get into things. It's time for the lead. (laughs) I mean, this was the point I made at brunch for Ben while we all watched the game and also what an atmosphere it was 150 Oilers fans down at Soho on Jasper and the vibes were not quite there through 40 minutes and usually and when you because we the Oilers have these comebacks quite a bit and usually when it's happening through 40 minutes you can kind of get a sense of like oh man McDavid's feeling it like he's gonna pop one and if they get a lucky break like they can come back here I'll be honest I thought they were dead in the water. I wasn't feeling it. I already wrote them off. I was already ready to come in on Monday and go on a big rant about I did, them. I didn't live bet the comeback. I know. I, I, I bet the Oilers to win because they were road dogs. But yeah, I'm kicking myself for not doing it. But it's for the same thing. You, you, you can see it. You can feel it. If they're going to be in the game, they're going to make that comeback. And they were not showing any signs of that. New. No. 
Not at all. And they somehow found a way to turn things around. Uh, welcome into Oilers Nation every day, as always, coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio. I went in and picked up a fresh Canada kit the other day. And it, it did. It, I thought it would bring them good luck. It didn't. Yeah, well, but you, you still got the, you need the kit because Canada's Canada. the newsflash, everyone. Canada ho- soccer is here to stay. Yeah, it's it's uh, not going anywhere on either the women's or the men's mm-hmm. side of things. That was a really fun match over the weekend. That's a Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show as well. Shout out to our friends at the Sher- at Sherwood Ford the Giant. We are going to get into our Giant Keys to victory a little bit later on in the show. But first, I want to talk a little bit more about that intense comeback. I mentioned it was at brunch for Ben. Um, the building, Soho, was just absolutely rocking. And the man who probably needed a goal more than anyone on this team that would be Evan Bouchard. And he finds the back of the net twice. He ends the night with five shots on goal or ends the morning, afternoon, whatever you want to call it, with five shots on goal. Uh, that was a big, big game. Felt good to see dad do that. He needed it. Like, he obviously, he's he's been struggling. And, and I guess, like, that monkey off his back was probably a monkey off the whole team's back. And, no like, way. that just, like, ignited the whole comeback. So, like, shocker. You get pucks through on net and you have a chance to score. And he did it twice. Well, he did it five times. Yeah. He, he ends the game with five shots on net. What were his uh, individuals and in shot attempts for uh, Evan Bouchard in that hockey game? He had seven. So that's a good sign. He got five of his seven through to the net. That's good. That's promising. We can build off of that. Yeah. It's amazing how much better we are as a team when we can do that. And that's the thing. I, I never, and I always get attacked because of my takes on Bouchard. Mm-hmm. I know he has offensive upside to him. He's got a good shot, but that's like twice, like that slap shot through. And then that was an absolute snipe. The second goal. Yeah. That second one, he, he picked that thing. Um, it was a great game from Evan Bouchard and how about Hollywood Holloway finding the back of the net, like watching guys score their first NHL goals is always the best. And his reaction was tremendous. Well, let's think. He scored his first NHL goal, which was a very crucial goal to that game's outcome. Yeah, and he did it at MSG. So, like that's like it, like the mecca of hockey, MSG, to come on the road and do that and score such an important goal and great shot, by the way. Like yeah. we know this kid has the tools. It's just he's working on honing the confidence and whatnot. And we know we're sitting here go down to Bakersfield. Well, thankfully they didn't send him down to Bakersfield for this game because we needed him. Yeah, and uh, my key to victory on the uh, Giant pregame show, I said you need a goal from the bottom six and you need a goal from the power play. You had to win the special teams battle. And sure enough, that's what it was. It wasn't just one goal from the bottom six, though. All three of those first ones that brought the game up to tide, David and Dreisett weren't on the ice for him. Dylan Holloway was on the ice for all three. It was the third line who got everything going and dragged the Oilers back into that hockey game. And then they finished it off with the power play marker by Leon Dreisaitl, who he loves owning the New York Rangers. I don't know if we have uh, if we have the clip up, if you didn't see it over the weekend on Twitter with uh, Dreisaitl. Oh, yeah, here we go. We got it. Fire, throw that thing up when you have a second, Alex. Leon Dreisaitl. Remember last November when they had the big comeback or December and it was the Dreisaitl saying to the Rangers, oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And then this time, you know, a little get out of my face to Jacob Truba, who, I mean, wasn't really doing anything, but that's cocky, swaggered. That's dry sidle at his peak. I absolutely love it. Like, that's just such a statement. But that also shows the emotion of the moment. Like, we've been sliding, right? We're on the road mm-hmm. in New York against a good team. And we make this comeback. And he's like, yeah, F you. Like, we came and we did it. Like, this is like more than just like, winning this game like this is just this is our season getting back on the rails so, yeah. yeah jacob truba 
I know you're tough. Beat it. Get out of here. Uh, last year, that comeback victory over the New York Rangers was on Kevin Lownight. It uh, put the Oilers at that point. It was just their hot start continuing, and they continued to roll on after that for a little bit as well. And then things fell apart in December. Was that win last night enough for you to kind of start to wonder, is, is this going to be a turning point for this Oilers group? Well, you know, this game was a lot of things, um, but it was also a big deal for Jack Campbell. Okay, you give your take and I'll give mine. Well, but like he, big win once again. Like, yes, we can sit there and critique some of the goals that maybe went in, but he held in there. They weren't slowing down. We just decided to turn it up and play better in front of him. So that was a big, like, that was, like I said, this game was good for many reasons. Boosh, monkey off his back. Dylan Holloway, first NHL goal. Crazy comeback win. Jack Campbell needed a win and got a win. Mm -hmm. Like, the only thing I have with Campbell in that game, and he got the win, and like that is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear everyone's take on it. Uh, head over to our YouTube chat at the Nation Network. Hit the like button and give me your thoughts on Jack Campbell and whether or not you'd start him tonight. He gave up three goals on 23 shots. That's an 870 save percentage. I know, the bar frame nine. is 900. He didn't hit that bar. And also, two goals got waved off, Jay. Two, well, Jeremy Cooper did a lot of work. Jack Campbell hey, better buy Jeremy Cooper hey, a nice dinner. This this gets this gets thrown at us when things don't go our way, but the rules are the rules. I know, but I'm just isolating this from Campbell's perspective. One of them was an offside. Mm-hmm. He still gave up the goal. One of them was a rather cheeky goalie interference call that he wasn't stopping anyways, in my opinion. He really gave up five goals on 25 shots. And, and it's fair. That's fair. Um, and thankfully, we did make those challenges. I thought the offside made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was offside, but exactly let the puck in. The interference, I was shocked that that got over. Me too. I was actually pretty shocked. But by definition, it was goaltender interference. We'll take it. Let's bring in our boy Liam, who has done his cross-province travel through a snowstorm. I'm really just happy, happy to see you uh, today on the show, Liam. But you're back home and you're mm-hmm. safe. How's it going? Good. I have had a, a treacherous day. Nothing better than driving from Battleford to Lloydminster at 60 kilometers an hour for three and a half hours. So that was good. But I am here now and I'm I'm ready to tell the tale. And the others won. So that was nice to hear on the way down there too. Yeah. Um, we almost had a coffee table down there. Um, yeah, it was a big win for the Oilers. Uh, we got the chat pretty active here on YouTube. Liam, is there anything in the chat? Because I'm seeing a ton of comments already. I can't even keep up with them. Uh, but you usually do a better job of that. What, what's everyone in the chat why. saying? We're buzzing. We're buzzing. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people talking about Bouchard and just like, yeah, it's good he scored, but got to work on the defense. I told them just one step at a time, guys. We just we got one monkey off his back. Now we'll figure out the rest after that. Uh, people well, talking about Campbell and just improve. Let's just be honest. He's well, he's there for his offensive upside. Yeah, I know. But I would also say like, yeah, the giveaways have been a huge problem yeah. so far this year. He's been losing his man consistently. He's never going to be top pairing shutdown D man yeah, level. But, but, he can, that. but he can be better than he is right now. Saying his yeah. defense isn't going to improve isn't right. It'll get better. It can get that. better. We know his offense can get better. Uh, his deep J. Come on. <laughs> Of the offense. All right. Well, on Campbell, people uh, were pretty happy with him actually last game. To, so I guess disagreeing with Tyler, like Kudem said Campbell played well last game. Sergeant Battle said Campbell made some big saves. and But you're not wrong, Tyler. He did allow five goals if it wasn't for for the video coach and that challenge. And we're probably talking about a completely different game at this point. So it, 
I guess you kind of got to go with Campbell because he he did get the win and he did enough to get them the win, but I don't think it was a shaky. It was definitely a shaky start for sure. Uh, neither of you guys were with me on the last pregame show when we were reacting live in real time to McDavid and Drysaddle paired up on the top line. I was vocal about the fact I don't like it. I think for the long-term success of this team, it's not the correct move. But Bag Milk made a good point. That was something where a coach is coaching to win that game and only that game. He's not trying to build up anything. We need a win. He's not worried about the process in that moment. He's worried about the result. So do you give Woodcroft kudos for that? Or do you look at the fact that David and Dreisel didn't score at five-on-five together? Do you look at that and go, eh, let's move away from that for tonight? Um... Like it's it's it shouldn't be a sustained strategy. Uh, I totally subscribe to why you try and do that uh, in New York. And yeah, they didn't get on the score sheet, but you know maybe that opened up the ice for the other line to allow the third line to buzz around. I guess, and, and that's just me trying to be you know Kool Aid drinking season. Um, you know, you expect when those two are together to be lethal. But I want to go back to Campbell for a second. We also didn't really defend the real estate in front of him very well. Boy, that uh, first goal, Broberg does not even come close it, like, to touching Lafreniere. So, like, I just want to, I just want to give Campbell a hair bit of credit. That's fair. Uh, we weren't, we gave up the front of the net uh, a lot that game. Uh, so, and that's that's not Jack's fault. But anyways, uh, are they doing it again tonight? Haven't seen the line combos. We don't have the line combos yet. I hope we don't do it tonight. Obviously, it's be- it's better when you have, you know, you 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 build your team. And you win the you win the games through the middle. You want Drysaddle and you want McDavid on two separate lines. Mm. You bring them. You go. You go full nuclear deterrent if you need to come out to come back and you put the two together. Or in a must win scenario like you do in the Rangers, if you're sliding, why not mix it up? But like it shouldn't be our sustainable strategy. So I hope tonight we do back up. But having said that, we're getting kind of decimated right now with injuries. Yeah, let's move on to talk about some of the injuries that this Oilers team is facing right now. Uh, we got a couple of updates on a few players, and it came courtesy last night of a late-night release from from the official Oilers account. Yamamoto's finally going on the IR. It's an upper-body thing. I'm being told not concussion. I know that's been... Spit, it, it, it's not neck-related. Oh, It is upper-body, but lower than his neck is what I think I'm the allowed to... torso region... Yeah. Um, so he's, you know, they thought he was close. He's not. He's got a torqued torso. So again, upper body. But and and my thing, too, because everyone remembers him getting his bell rung last year against Colorado. Yeah. Got hit hard in the preseason. Yeah. And then when a guy who has maybe had lingering concussion issues just magically disappears out of the lineup and it's day to day for two or three weeks, I think everyone jumps to the conclusion that, oh, yeah, it's a concussion. We well, get the um, Sidney Crosby vibe. Yeah. Right? But it's not, is what I'm told. And they are, and maybe that's what they want us to think. <laughs> okay. Let's put our tinfoil hats on for a second. I, I'm I saying, don't know the I'm reason saying why. no. Okay. McLeod is going to be at least a week, if not maybe a little bit more. Upper or lower? Lower. Lower. Do we know what, ha- what isolate, what event happened to cause the injury? I do not know that. And Warren Fogel is also not going to be in the lineup tonight. So... You are missing Ryan McLeod, Warren Fogle, Kyler Yamamoto, and Evander Kane. You are missing four members of your top nine for this evening's game. Is that good? Here's where it's maybe... <laughs> here is the yeah, let's right the side. Line. Okay, let's, let's find go. the silver line. James Hamblin's going to make his NHL debut. Hey, good story. How about this for a story? 
Tyler Benson's also going to make his season debut. Mm-hmm. Hamblin, Benson, and Stuart Skinner will all be in the lineup tonight. They all played on the same Bantam team. They were all members of the Southside Athletic oh, Club Hamblin, Lions. Tony, okay. Yeah. All right. So Hamblin was talking uh, earlier today to the media about getting the news he was going to get called up, get his first NHL game. Said so there was a lot of tears for him and his family. Very excited to make his debut for the hometown team. I'm excited for this because one, the James Hamlin thing, like you said, is a great story. He is intense and he forechecks hard. And what does this bottom six oh, need man, to be? We need that so bad. We need it so bad. And I'm yeah. looking right now on Daily Faceoff at a third line that has Malone, Holloway, and Hamblin. And I go, that is not going to be your third line for very long. That is not a <laughs> That's not a good line. That's not a good third line in terms of That's like a oh, fourth line. It's a fourth line. But that looks like it could be a damn good fourth line. And if if these injuries, if there is a silver lining, it's a guy like James Hamblin getting to come up and hopefully prove, hey, I'm an NHLer and I'm going to do what it takes to stay in the league. And a guy like Dylan Holloway being rejuvenated after his first goal, being forced into a bigger role because there are so many injuries. You can't just hide Holloway on the fourth line anymore. I, I love this. I, I I love the Hamblin edition. I love that Benson, after his good preseason, is getting a look. You need bottom six guys to step up. And they're playing with their Baco captain there down the center. So, it, it, yeah, you know what? It's if, awesome. Like, if, if, if they bring the energy, they'll be extremely effective. Go around and just crush some Panthers. Yeah, and, and Florida, facing some injury problems of their own, won't have Alexander Barkov on this trip. Oh, that's big. So they're missing their that's most impactful forward as well. So while the Oilers starting for them tonight, who do you think? Who are you I starting for the Oilers? No, no, for uh, for Florida. Are you a Spencer Knight fan? Are you? I am. I am a Spencer Knight fan. Um, I think he well, he obviously is the future there, and he's been playing the best of late. So uh, we'll see. It's unconfirmed right now on Daily Faceoff. Mm. I know that's going to drive Chalmers. Oh, Chalmers, just, Chalmers is Chalmers very is upset. Uh, but Stuart Skinner. Via Nan- Daniel Nugent Bowman was in the starters crease. I like, I like it. I uh, think you go back to Stu. You got to give him a chance 100%. to redeem himself. He, right now, he's still the number one goalie, in my opinion. And that's fair. And he needs a win. Stuart Skinner's record is, doesn't do him justice. You, you know, his save percentage is strong and his win record is crap. And you look at Jack Campbell and it's the reverse. I'm not saying his record's great, but it's I, he's got a winning record, I believe, or very close. Yeah, here I think we can fire that up. What is he seven five and zero on the year, and Skinner's four five and zero, which is like so. Like we just got to play in front of Stu a little bit better here because yeah. it's 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 definitely not him, it's us, and by us, I mean the Edmonton Oilers. They seem to, for whatever reason, give way more support. You're right to to Campbell than they do to Skinner. And so I don't I'm like, but like that, but like that that to me is like a weird signal. Like, oh shit! Like, rem- remember when Skinner came and played his first game? Like, we like it was a high scoring affair, but like, like we played like really. That was the Columbus game, right? Was it Columbus? Yeah, I I can't remember what it was, but we 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 had to throw him a net because of injury. Yeah, and. uh you know, he wasn't the greatest at that time, but we, I think we won like six, five or something. It was mm-hmm. just a track meet, but like the team just played in front of him because they wanted to get him his win. Um, November 9th against Detroit was his debut when he stopped 35 or 38 last season. Yeah. But I think there was a game before that. There was an Ottawa game. It was, it was in the weird yeah, yeah, in the was, COVID season. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. No fans in the stands. So anyways, that's to me, you got to like, if the team plays different, like and they feel like they have to play better in front of Campbell. Like that might be a bad thing. But Skinner, we we just got like if we play okay in front of Skinner, we're gonna get the wins. 
Yeah. He's going to make the saves. He's, he's got, got a 921 save percentage bit, on the uh, year. His puck playing per 60 give ups is Mike Smith esque without the good plays per 60. Well, Mike up. Smith has a little delta of time. There's a, there's a break of time between gaffes. Mm-hmm. He went like two pretty close. So obviously, you know, we definitely <laughs> pick up on that. But uh, his save percentage speaks for itself. It's good. Uh, Tyler asks us a question. Tyler Mulek. Mulek. Hey, over under five minutes for James Hamblin time on ice. I think it's going to go over because they don't have a choice, man. They're so banged up. You got to play these guys. If he's going around and crushing bodies, play him. Keep playing. Yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely see the over, but <laughs> it's, I think it's a good line because it easily could be under. And some, and it, uh, the game script will determine that a little bit, right? Like if the Oilers go down early and they got to rely on dry settle and McDavid, well, yeah, then they're going to be paired up again and they're yeah. going to play 28 minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the game script will determine it, but I'd love for Woodcroft just get a real good look at these guys. I want to see Holloway play a ton tonight to see if he can build off that success. The really, the shitty timing of these injuries is that like Ryan McLeod was look, it looked like he was starting to turn it around, getting really good on ice numbers Felt like the third line was starting to generate some momentum for them. Well, third line was huge in New York. You know what's crappy? You know what? You, you used the word shitty. So you know what's shitty? Is the Oilers played in New York at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Yep. Then they've had to fly all the way back to Edmonton to play one home game. Then go back on the road. A very That's weird shitty. scheduling quirk. That is, yeah. Because they're weird. back in Chicago on Wednesday. So yeah, you're right. So that they is- leave. So essentially, they come back. They would have come back late on Saturday. Spent the day yesterday, game day today, play the game, probably on a plane tonight to Cal or to, to Chicago. Yeah. And then you got to play Minnesota again on Thursday. So it's yeah, back to backs this week against Chicago and Mini. So you're gonna need Campbell and Skinner again. Yeah. And then a Saturday nighter back at home against the Montreal Canadiens. We 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 Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Let's uh, keep going with our short for giant game day preview here. Uh, the Florida Panthers. Like we said, they're going to be without Alexander Barkov, uh, just like how the Oilers are maybe a team that isn't living up to expectations early in the year. The Panthers are in that same boat. They've played 21 games this season and they only have 10 wins. 
How have they been since Ekblad's been back? Because he was hurt for most of the... They're only 4-4-2 four, four, and two in their last 10. Fair, fair. Four wins in their last 10. So they're also going to be without Alexander Barkov tonight. We have their lines courtesy of Daily Faceoff. Um, really interesting. Sam Bennett with Matt Kachuk. Matt Kachuk, seven points in his last five games. He's starting to pick up the pace a little bit. Nick Cousins playing on the left side of that top line, I believe. Uh, the second line is Anton Lundell with Sam Reinhardt and Carter Verhage. E2 Lusterinen with Colin White and Alexi Hepaniemi. Alexi Hepaniemi is a young guy. I think he was a former first-round pick as well. Eric Stahl, the veteran on the fourth line with Ryan Lomberg and Patrick Hornquist. This is a Florida team that is pretty banged up right now. We mentioned not just Barkov, but they are still missing Anthony Duclair. Uh, the blue line is healthy, though. Gustav Forsling with Aaron Ekblad. Mark Stahl with Brandon Montour. Local product, Josh Mahura playing with Radko Gudis as well. I would be trying to get McDavid and Dreisaitl out there against that third pairing. It's an inexperienced Mahura, and it's a guy in Gudis who doesn't move that great. Yeah, we got to keep your head up. And that's fine, but McDavid will just skate around him. Oh, yeah. I'm, not I'm, not, I'm never worried about McDavid. That guy, no. he's the all-seeing eye. He doesn't, he doesn't miss anything. New. Um, so there's your Florida Panthers lineup for the Oilers. Uh, we do know our friend Jason Greger said James Hamblin will make his NHL debut tonight. He told Greger he grew up an Oilers fan. His first ever favorite player, Yanni Ninema. Ah, hard not to love Yanni Ninema. Uh, then it was Ryan Smith, Alish Hemsky, and Taylor Hall. <laughs> he's young. He's very young. Um, like, what year was he born in? He's he's a ninety nine birthday. So I'm, I kind of want to call BS on his Yanni Ninema thing. This guy's two years younger than me. I don't really remember yeah, Yanni but- Ninema as an Oiler. But maybe it was the first one because maybe it was four yeah. or five and just yeah, loved maybe. his name. Loved the name. That makes sense, I guess. But he also sure. loved him as a defender. Mm-hmm. Loved Yanni. And hopefully uh, Hamblin can give us some good full-length ice play. Some good D-zone play. Channel his Yanni Nima. Just forecheck, backcheck, paycheck tonight, bro. Just come and bring the energy, man. Let's, let's crash some bodies. Yeah. Now, that, that first line for Florida is interesting. Because Sam Bennett is the Sam Bennett we all thought he was going into the mm-hmm. draft now finally not for the flames for the for the panthers and now he's paired up with matthew Kuchuk. these are two bash brothers that can score got to keep your head up frank Saravalli talked about this last week but the florida panthers need to make a move they cool. cannot activate anthony duclair unless they shed salary so duclair could get traded so wait a minute is he ready to be activated no not yet he's not healthy but they're preparing I is it know. just randomly? He hasn't being practiced. Stretched? He hasn't practiced yet. Yeah, but is that by design? So the point Frank is making is that Arcane, just you know, saying Duclair, when he's ready to be back, they might be in a situation where because they won't be able to activate him, they have to give up someone for free. Mm-hmm. So they could give up Duclair for free, or they could try trade an asset who has value. And he mentioned Sam Bennett and Sam Reinhardt as two potential names. I'm telling you, if trade Bennett, Bennett's been a great Panther. But what if what if he's the only one who the you can Oilers move? should go after Sam Bennett? They should be all over him. Is the point I'm making? Yes. Yeah, I I agree. But like that, I don't know why Florida gives him up. Because like, if your option is like, hear me out through the thought process here: you give up Duclair for free, and you get nothing for him, mm-hmm. or you trade Sam Bennett and get a first round pick from the Oilers. And then you have room for Duclair. You take that first round pick. You go find a cheap. But he's a center. Yeah, but you can move. Is Duclair? Like, Duclair's a winger, isn't he? Duclair's a winger, but you can move Reinhardt to the middle. You have Lundell. You can make it work. I, 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 dude, 
I am all over it. I know. Like you love telling me that the Oilers are going to get these great players. So now it's Ryan O'Reilly and now it's Sam Bennett. I like getting excited. Like, yes, you tell me. If, I will say a thousand times yes, you go and get Sam Bennett. Probably more. You probably have to do first in a prospect. Two more years at 4.4 million, I would do it in a heartbeat. 100%. What if the cost was Ryan McLeod? Oh, so because yes. from Florida's perspective, they might sit there and be like, "Oh, we need a roster player back." I would do it, McLeod, and a pick. You'd do it. I would do. I, I love you, McLeod. I almost bought your jerseys at uh, Sports Closet two weeks ago. But Sam Bennett, it, but Sam Sam Bennett brings a sandpaper. It's another yeah. layer of toughness that can also score. Yeah, and he can grow a hell of a duster. Him and Stuart Skinner, the Stash Twins, mm-hmm. Stash Bros. Throw me in that mix. <laughs> Tyler, your M. Chuck, <laughs> the triplet, the stash triplets. All right. I'm going to get into the YouTube chat here. Dangerous Wade, who I saw at the brunch for Ben party Love again, him. had a great time there. He says, Yamo has a nipple injury week to week with a nipple contusion. Listen, I, I can't a reveal too much. accident. The piercing gone wrong. Uh, there was a pitcher on the Yankees this year who had to miss time because he got a tattoo mid season and he got infected and he couldn't pitch. So. Oh, that would, no joke. Off. that would piss off the organization. That would eh? piss off, yeah. Uh, Rusty is back. Rusty, we missed you on Saturday, man. We needed Rusty's positivity in the chat on Saturday because there was not a ton of it. Um, I think that pool party is best on the third line. He's going to crash and bang. He's forechecking like a monster. I agree. Keep him on the third line. Um, we don't know like what the Oilers lineup is again tonight. I didn't see anything from any of the reporters who were down at uh, down at practice or morning skate over the last couple of days. What I would do, I'd split up McDavid and Drysaddle again uh, for tonight's game. You at least. start. You start with that. With them split up, yeah. And I would run McDavid with Hyman and who would I? Who would you have on the left side there? Do you go McDavid with uh, McDavid Hyman Pooley I think. And then I'd go dry sidle with Nuge. I know I just said I like Pooley on the third line, but you're so beaten up right now. That right now, because well, Pooley can skate, right? Yeah. Like, so you need to keep him. You have to move him in the top six. But yes, uh, to Rusty's point, he has been banging bodies. Mm-hmm. He's been very effective on the checking side of the game, which you know makes him just that just screams third line. Yeah. All right, but that's still a value to the to the top six too. If you got skill there, yeah, I would debate throwing Holloway up in the top six as well. I think you give him another look. I, I think yeah. you do. I think just because given the circumstance, I think. Moving them up there would be a good idea. So then you know what you could run is uh, you could do McDavid with Hyman on the right side and Holloway on the left side. And then you could do Dreisaitl, Pugliarvi, Nuge as your second line. It's not bad. Makes sense. Not bad. Um, Then you probably run Hamblin with Malone and Costin. Yeah. Why not? Crash and bang. Yeah, just a meat line. And then Ryan Shore and whoever's the odd man out right now. Um, I don't even know who that would be. Oh, Benson. There you go. There's your top 12. I just made your decision for you, Jay Woodcroft. Pretty easy. Run with it. Yeah, run with it. Uh, we'll see if we get another big night One from... One third of the mustache trio over here. Yeah, it's got it's got my stamp of approval. Uh, Nurse with CC Kulak with Barry Broberg and Bouchard. I don't know if I'd keep running that Broberg and Bouchard duo. That is risky because you need to insulate <laughs> Bouchard, not de-insulate him. Positive regression. You got to positively <laughs> regress that guy, not negatively regress him. You got to positively regress his D Uninsulate? Although he scored twice. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, looking into the yeah, chat. But, uh, once again, it's not about his ability to produce points. Yeah. It's the other end. It's not yeah. the plus side. It's the minus side. Of the plus minus. 
Uh, Chemo says definitely split up 29 and 97. Tyler Mulek says he would go Holloway with Dreisaitl and Hyman. And I don't hate the look of that one either. Sergeant Battle says just put Hamlin on line one. Why not? Fuck it. It's, we it'd ball. be a great story. You're with McDavid. High likelihood of scoring. Uh, the Tyler also added Broberg and Bouchard had great fancy stats. I just don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to witness the regression when those fancy stats starts come start coming back down because I don't know if that's a sustainable pairing. I, Who I, knows? Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think I don't love having two young guys like that together. It's risky. It's risky. Yeah, it's risky. Got to get uh, seventy. Mike says he'd swap CC and Bouchard, but see, so again, the issue with that, and I get it. So you take, you know. The guy who will probably struggle the most in his own end, Broberg, and you put him with CeCe, your best defensive defenseman. Mm-hmm. I get the logic of like insulate him, but I also want CeCe handling a bunch of tough minutes because he's your best defenseman right now. So I don't, I, I want him playing with a strong partner so he can go up against the other team's best and not be anchored down at all. So I would go Broberg, Barry, and Kulak, Bouchard. And Broberg, Barry isn't great, but at least Barry's a veteran. And he's turned over the puck way less than Bouchard this year. And that is a fact. Yeah, you know what? I would agree with that. Holloway and McDavid might go crazy as well. Yeah, they might. That's the thing. Like Holloway's got the tools, and it, mm-hmm. and 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 it, it's starting to kind of come. And it might take a little bit more time than you know what we maybe all thought. But it's there. There's a player there. I could see him scoring again tonight. Well, of course, if McDavid's your center, yeah. Come on. I just think he might be he might be rolling a little bit here. Well, he'll be buzzing. He'll be feeling good. So like, but and the thing with Holloway is he can also throw his weight around too. Yeah, he's not afraid to do it. So not at all. Uh, it is an interesting betting matchup tonight between these two sides. So let's bring in our guy Liam for our Betway wrap up. Liam. Tyler. It's a pick'em. It's a pick'em tonight it between the Panthers and the Florida. That's almost like a Panthers and the Oilers. It's almost a home dog. It's almost a home dog. Mm-hmm. What do you like tonight, Liam? I like the Oilers. I feel like this is a game they probably shouldn't win, but might find a way. And if someone's going to score a goal, it's got to be Connor McDavid, right? Is there anybody else left to score a goal at this point? So I'm just going to keep it simple. I'm going with the Oilers on the money line and McDavid to grab himself a goal. I also looked at James Hamlin to score, and I'm trying to wait for that one out. But maybe James Hamlin gets on the score sheet tonight, too. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Connor McDavid hasn't scored three straight games for the Oilers. Oh, yeah. He has not gone four straight games without a goal yet this year. He's going ham. I I love McDavid to find the back of the net tonight. I love the Evan Bouchard shot prop. This is my favorite bet of the game coming in at plus 125. How many shots? Two and a half. He's hit it in four of six, and he had five last game. I think he's feeling it. Okay, Uh, Coming off a two-goal performance, Papa Boucher is going to want to be throwing throwing some rubber on that. Yeah, let's go heavy. Let's let's just leverage recency bias. Let's go Bouchard shot prop. Let's go Holloway Mm -hmm. goal. Yeah, Let's go. Mm -hmm. Well, so I saw, so if they win the game today, is it going to be low scoring or high scoring? Uh, I I don't feel any type of way about that. In one of the Batway pre-built bets, it's Oilers over six and a half. Connor's score, I think it was plus 300 or plus 400, which is just delicious juice Mm -hmm. right there. Yeah, Oilers to win over six and a half and a McDavid goal is plus 400. Like, I don't know if I trust the over-under. Liam, you said over? I mean, there's, there's, the Oilers don't play well defensively when they have a full lineup in, and now we have half the Bakersfield condos on our roster, so I'm not expecting much of a five-man game tonight defensively. So hopefully we can just bang some goals. 
Because <laughs> like that's what they are. Are they even a good over under team? <laughs> if they win, <laughs> they are. I don't I don't know if the data backs that up. I, I honestly don't know. Data. They went over against the Rangers, uh, under, over, over, under. Eh, they're a 50-50 team on the over-under. What about when they win? They can, when they've won so far this month, it was an over against Nashville. It was an over or an under against Tampa, yeah, an under against Florida, an over against Vegas, and an over against the Rangers. So, yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, hey, right. math. Okay. Um, someone asked what the odds are on a McDavid hat trick. 25 to 1. I looked at that. I looked at that. I'm debating because it's 25, yeah, plus 2,500. I think yeah. you got to throw a couple bucks on that. He's due. He is due. I, I am very excited about that. I like, uh, as always, Oilers to win and McDavid two plus points. And I like the Bouchard shot prop. Those are going to be the two that I'm riding with tonight. I do not hate a Connor McDavid goal either. I think that's a great little stat you brought up there, Liam. So not, not a bad place at all. Uh, Jacob is in. He says, high scoring for us, 5-2 final. Uh, six nothing oil. Another pr- prediction in there. Chemo says Skinner plays tonight, and he gets a shutout. Ooh, you know that little prediction. I've been saying there's a couple games where I felt like a goalie would get a shutout, but I would not use the word, and it's been ineffective. So screw all that. Shutout, shutout, shutout. Let's go, Skinner. Rusty says, shut down all this Jason Robertson for the Hart Trophy talk. McDavid goes nuts tonight and proves that he's the best player in the galaxy. You uh, do have to give Robertson some respect, but he's not right. Connor McDavid. Like, that's... Yeah, that, that's apparent. McDavid The fact should. that we even have to, like, say that disclaimer is embarrassing. <laughs> Liam, I like your comment in the chat of, uh, like the video so we can buy Christmas gifts, please. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get the likes. And we do need them, so please like a video. Yes. Uh, Kyler says, for you, Liam, I will. So shout out to Kyler. Uh, let's wrap up this show with our short for giant keys to victory this evening as well. Like I said, Florida, eh, not playing great hockey right now. Um, the Oilers hoping to build off that momentum. I'm just taking a look here. The power play numbers, the Oilers second in the NHL, the Florida Panthers down at 24th. In the league, the Oilers' penalty kill is starting to move in the right direction, but they are still 26th in the NHL, while Florida's uh, penalty kill ranks them 22nd. So, you know, special teams is going to be an important side of this, but I'm just going to say, let the good times roll early. You played so well down the stretch in that game against the Rangers. Don't get behind the eight ball tonight. Come out, hit them hard, hit them fast, get an early goal, and ride that sucker to victory. So my... Key to victory for our friends at Sherwood for the Giant. Hit them quick. Hit them early. Yeah, and like to to piggyback on that because I think I'm saying the same thing, but but different is you know we're missing some important players in our lineup. Mm-hmm. So you know one of the keys to the game is just making sure that we're outworking the other team. And I know they've got we're missing Barkov, but still they've got a decent roster. Like we've just got to put in that effort and bring in that energy uh, and make sure that we take it to these guys so we can get that first goal. We can't. I know they're probably sick of chasing the game, chasing the game, and I know they feel that they can come back because they just recently did it. But that can't be our brand, and that is the other brand. We're the overs, and we're the comeback kids. So tonight, it's just hard work. Let's get gritty because you know we got a decimated lineup. We got some players coming up from Baco that are here to kind of make their bones. So go and do that. Come on, Hamlin. I'm looking at you, buddy. Liam, what's your key to victory tonight for the Oily Boys? Just. Just believe. 
Just believe you can do it. With everything's not going our way so far this season, and you just gotta gotta ride the wave. So just hit them hard, and I don't know, go play play well. Just be positive. <laughs> I guess is the message. Just, just go there give and it your all. play well. Go there yeah, and play well. Give it your go. all. Yeah, but I do think Liam, as much as we're kind of chuckling, like give it your all. Like effort is a big part of this yeah. with this team. Mm-hmm. Like hit some bodies, get in there, do the things that are not a lot of fun to do, and that's getting into the corners, getting physical, and yeah, all of that. Get greedy or get greedy. Get uh, just get gritty. Now, Liam, it's the World yes. Cup, and I know you're doing a bunch of content mm-hmm. for the 90th minute. And the one thing I always get a lot of joy from is listening to uh, soccer slash football announcers uh, commentate the game and the terminology they use. So I want you to take football commentator analogy and apply it to how the the keys of the game for the Oilers. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I say this one all the time, but just don't concede early. Um, Keep the ball within like a tight space. Maybe not the ball. Use a puck. And uh, yeah, put some pressure on the back yeah. line, yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah, keep the puck, and yeah, you know, keep it tight. Play within, play within your means, and be a team. There you go. That was off the top of my head. Hopefully, Execute that works. on those touches. <laughs> yes. And Execute kick, on your don't kick yeah. the puck. Play with class. All right. Thank you. I like that little world. Yeah, why not spin there. it? I've been watching. I think like. It's even if like, the games are at six AM, like I'm watching so much. Fo- like I love the World Cup. I watch it's so great. much football slash soccer. Passion's unbelievable. Oh, it's 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 it's, it's great. It's and man, that pass. like I, I know that was a crappy outcome against Croatia, but I will like, and I think a lot of people will remember where they were for that Davies goal because oh. it was sick. Mm-hmm. Like the excitement of the game just starting. And then that to happen. I was carrying Crawford. I was putting her to sleep. She's just falling asleep with me. <laughs> Stand in front of the TV. And it and the score number's like, yeah. And then she woke up and started crying, but it was all worth it. Mayhem. All right. Thanks, it's Liam. It's been good. No problem. See you later. All right. <laughs> Liam will be play well, guys. Liam will be, be well. Liam. Uh before we wrap up the show today, I wanted to uh, I wanted to give some love to uh my good friend Low Tide and he won't be watching this cuz he's busy doing his own show right now, but he passed this along today, uh the passing of his wife Joanne, Mrs. Low Tide. Uh you guys who who know me and have followed me for the last few years obviously know how close I was uh with Low Tide being his radio sidekick for almost five years and I know just how much Joanne meant to him and that family and cancer is just the absolute worst and the way it took her in a couple of weeks is is absolutely heartbreaking um i i know the kind of person she was low tide always talks so glowingly about her i was one of the very few lucky recipients of her yearly chocolate pie run which is something that meant a lot to me um i know they're gonna miss her a ton and i wanted to send my best to my good friend low tide and uh, our condolences to him and his family on the passing of uh, of joanne so just a, a really sad day on in the oilers community as we all mourn with our good friend low tide so uh, we'll end the show on a solemn note enjoy the game tonight and i uh, will chat again tomorrow thanks